They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. Niners talk, nitty greedy, this that niners talk. Yeah! We are back. I got the lovely ladies with me tonight. Crystal Peachy B in the place to be. And my girl Annie, Miss at NFC Niners. What's going on, ladies? Nothing much. Nothing much. Yeah, I'm just loving this. All the news. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the news. All the signings, everything. Yep, it's awesome. Yeah, love, all the love news. What the 49ers have done. A couple of weeks ago, there was like zero news. It was like mm-hmm. negative news. We were trying to make up news. Yeah, we were trying to think of things to talk about. <laughs> Now we got all the news. Look, we got a great show for you guys. First, let me just find out, has your day been good? Are you ready to talk Niners, Peachy? My day has been busy. It's been a crazy, busy, busy day. Busy, busy day. Nothing. Busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y. Right, right. Nothing 49ers (laughs) on at all because I ran in here, got ready to roll, and so, you know, it's been that kind of a day. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we got we got busy Crystal PGB. What about you, Annie? Man, same thing here. My day was busy and crazy, but it's nice to be able to just unwind and talk some Niners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny because my day was just as busy. I'm like, I got 18 rows that I still got to hold their hand. I'm trying to figure it out. You're 18. Uh-huh. Y'all should be able to do some stuff in class on your own, but it's cool. I love them to death. My students, guys, <laughs> man, they hold a special place in my heart. But we got through the long day, and I'm happy to be here with you, and we're going to talk some 49ers. But before we get started, shout out to everybody out there that's tuned in. Yes. Yo, thank y'all for getting our subscribers up. We are up to three. Yes, thank you. Simon, yes. we appreciate you. Right. We love you. Keep it going. Make sure you spread the word. Make sure they follow Nitty Gritty Niners and subscribe to Nitty Gritty Niners. Look, Facebook, we there. We popping. We got some stuff popping off on Facebook, so make sure you follow. Now, listen, we have a group page, which is for the members, and then we also have the fan page, all right? So make sure if you want to be a member of the Nitty Gritty Niners group, you go ahead, and we go ahead. We'll let you right on in. Peachy's running that. She'll let you in that joint. She's going to be posting things up there all the time feel free to post as well make sure your stuff is clean you know how we get down but keep it nitty gritty make sure you go to facebook like and follow us on facebook nitty gritty niners you can also follow us on twitter that's at nitty gritty with the number nine e r s you can also follow us on instagram at nitty gritty niners spelled all the way out and we already talked about our youtube channel so make sure you subscribe and while you're there go ahead and smash that like button to everybody that's listening to us on their favorite podcasting network. There's so many out there. You got Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker. You know my absolute favorite. I hope it's y'all favorite too. Y'all got uh, uh, Annie. Annie, you got an iPhone? 
All right, so she she can rock with us on Apple Podcast. Shout out to Peachy, who's crossed over to the Mac world. She don't have an iPhone yet, but at least she has a Mac. I'm getting there. Oh, she's oh, I like to hear that. My son, my son has has now convinced me that about the iPhone 12. So that's what sons are for. Probably gonna cross over. That's what sons are for. And when you get that (laughs) iPhone, I promise you, you won't have anything else but Apple Podcasts. So if you guys have Apple Podcasts out there, go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please leave five stars and it's email season. You guys probably have questions about who we're going to draft, all this good stuff, people you want to draft. Make sure you email us, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. A lot of stuff popping off, man. Woo! Those are a lot of things we got to get out the way, but we're not done because we have a couple of rumors for you that Peachy's going to bring to you. And then we got a slew of news, and then we'll get to today's show. The name of the show is called The Longest Yard, so you already know we're talking Burt Reynolds, baby. Yes, the original, the originator, none greater, the quarterback of the whatever, the jail team. No, I'm just part of it. We talk about Jim Garoppolo. All right, so uh, Peachy, go ahead and get us started, man. Let's talk about this first thing. Now, you got a wide receiver out there. And I just want to say this, PG, before you go ahead and touch on Mr. Mr. Uh, Smith, as we're going to call him, Mr. Smith. All right, before we touch on Mr. Smith, Agent Smith, whatever Smith you want to call him, listen, if he's on the board at 12, I don't care who else is on the board. I don't care if he's on the board at 12 and the 49ers don't draft him and they draft an offensive lineman over this kid. I'm I'm flying the first red-eyed jet out to California, and John Lynch and I are going to have some mimosas because I got to ask him a question. What in the hell are you thinking? This kid is talented. Peachy, talk about Devonta Smith. Uh, Mr. Devonta Smith, according to Jennifer Lee Chan and NBC Sports, Heisman winner Devonta Smith wouldn't reveal which teams he has spoken to but would love to join a talented wide receiver room like the 49ers because we are so stacked as everyone knows. And I feel like that I would love to have Mr. Devontae Smith and later when Annie gets into the news about everything else going on, there is a good possibility that if Devontae Smith is still at 12, 49ers will scoop him up. They, they, they absolutely better. I'll explain that later, too, on the show, right. what that means. Annie, thoughts on Devontae, Devontae coming out saying this? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I love it because mm-hmm. especially now that Kendrick Bourne is in New England, yes. wide receiver is a need. We need a wide receiver in the draft somewhere in free agency. Amen, girl. I mean, if, yep. if you can replace Kendrick Bourne with Devontae Smith, I mean – if he's on the board, there's any reason why you wouldn't take him because we got uh-huh. an offensive line now. We we're filling up all these needs. Yes. So I just see Yes. Yes, ma'am. Definitely, definitely right. agree. Listen, Devontae, if you want to come out to California in the Bay Area, make sure you do bad on your 40 time or something. And so that the 49ers can draft you and everybody else will turn you down. He's got he's got to do something to, you know, do anything else but get hurt. That's all I'm gonna say. Do anything else but get injured during your pro day, sir. All right, so that's that. And then Beachy, I know you want to break this, so I'm going to shut up. So go ahead and talk about this guy. Mr. Watson. All right. Everyone's been talking about Mr. Watson for several reasons, but the 49ers are among the six teams. They're still interested in Mr. Watson, despite his legal issues per Aaron Wilson at NFL. 
the others being Philly, Carolina, the Jets, Miami, and Denver. And as we all know, Mr. Watson has already said that the only two teams that he's interested in going to are the 49ers and the Broncos. So as you can see, both are on that list of still of keeping tabs on everything and still being interested. Yeah. So I am loving that. I'm loving it. Annie, um, just curious, your thoughts on Watson. I know he's going through this this legal turmoil right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's BS, it's BS. If it's not BS, then it's a serious matter. Right. But um, the 49ers are still in on him. What are your thoughts about this? Like, do you, are, are, do you agree or do you feel like we should just move on? I agree to an extent. I think that if I think that the 49ers, if they're still in, then they have to know that there's a real possibility that exactly. Thank you. They're not just like holding out hope that maybe around training camp, he's going to hold out and then they'll finally release him because that's obviously unrealistic. Mm -hmm. But um, and I also think the fact that I mean, they haven't done anything with Jimmy. They haven't restructured his contract. And I think that really says that they haven't solidified. He's our starter. Because, you know, once you restructure the contract, all that money's guaranteed. And so that would be really locking him into that spot for the next year. But they haven't done that. So you have to think there's got to be that possibility that, that this isn't just like Deshaun Watson's available, but he's really not. You know, he actually might be. Definitely agree. 100%. Now, if he's available, there's only two teams, like Peachy said, he wants to go to. Denver Broncos. San Francisco 49ers. We don't know how much that, how true that is, but that's what's been said. If the 49ers are in on him, man, they're going to have to give up the bank, right? And and maybe a player, I'm hoping that the deal is starting to like kind of wither away. Like all the stuff the Houston Texans were asking for, the bag, the brink truck, whatever it is they were asking, I'm hoping it's starting to kind of like wither away. I think John Lynch is going to be able to get away with like, like no pun intended, but murder on this deal. Like I think he'll be able to work out a good deal for the 49ers to where they can acquire him, keep players, give up uh, draft capital and keep it moving and then maybe have their franchise quarterback. Peachy, your thoughts. I agree with what um, Andy said. I believe it's just one of those things where the 49ers are just kind of monitoring everything. Uh, I think that of course they're going to remain interested because they probably have already done a little digging a little bit of their own, which I'm sure all these teams that are mentioned probably have, have their own people that are also looking into some things. I just don't think that the 49ers would still have any interest if they really strongly felt like that, you know, there was going to be a reason not to. And I'll just leave it at that. There you have it, Deshaun Watson. I'm sure we'll be back next week with new Deshaun Watson updates. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. Hopefully it'll be news next week, 49ers news, that is. Let's start with the things we haven't talked about. So let's pick up where we left off last week. Now, if you tune in to last week's show, we didn't have these signings yet. So if you already know about it, we're well, going to know about it again. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Trent Williams. Annie, take us away. Yeah, I mean, I think this was last Tuesday or whatever. These, I don't remember if these were the deals that were done like super early in the morning. There was a bunch like that late at night. It got crazy for a little while, but basically Trent Williams, the initial um, uh, the initial memo on the deal was six years, 138 million, but then it came out later that it's actually 
kind of two separate contracts. One is like three years, 60.75 million. And then there's a club option that they can exercise for another three years and 77.31 million, 31 million. And I love the idea, the whole concept that they came up with of those two separate contracts because yeah, I mean, Trent Williams is getting older. You don't know how much longer he's going to be able to play at this high level, but we needed him back. So at what cost it took him to make him the highest paid offensive lineman there's ever been, I think it was worth it. And the way they did it, I thought it was amazing. Now, we knew he was going to be the highest paid offensive lineman. Everybody and their mama knew he was going to be the highest paid offensive lineman just because he's the first offensive left tackle to test free agency and at, for a long time, right? And so every time a left tackle becomes a free agent, usually the team works out a deal before they even hit the market. And so Trent decided to test the market a little bit, right? He went out there, he saw what his worth was, and we knew they had to make him the highest paid offensive tackle. I mean, the whole league was going to have to do that. One team was going to have to pay it. I'm glad the 49ers did it. Peachy, what are your thoughts on Trent Williams uh, real quick? Everyone knows what my thoughts are on Trent Williams. I was one of the main ones that said that we, that we needed to make sure that we signed him um, no matter what. That's just one of those things that you just had to get done. So I am glad that he's back. Definitely had yeah. to get it done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I will say we said it first. If you go back to the I'll Be Back episode, I think it was episode 19. I don't know my numbers because I can't count. But if you go back, whatever, you go back to the Trent Williams episode, we said he'll be back and he is back. Along with Trent Williams, Andy, we have Alex Mack. We signed the center. We have a veteran guy there who knows the system. Talk about my man. (laughs) Just call me a Mack. Talk about him. (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking about the Alex Mack, him, the possibility of him coming to San Francisco for a couple months now. And basically the rundown on the contract, three years, um, $5.6 million guaranteed, $14.85 million in total. So it's um, the same kind of kind of thing with Trent Williams giving them giving him three years you know he is on the older end um so after those three years you know it could be he could retire all those possibilities but he's excited to be with Kyle Shanahan he even said it himself and I think man I think Trent Williams being re-signed was a big part in getting Alex Mack here too and the fact that we have these two veterans I think it's huge for this line it really solidifies the communication as a whole, I mean, the center and Kyle Shanahan's offense does so much, all the communication and like reading. And so we needed this at center. Agree. Peachy, thoughts on Alex Mack? Return on the Mack. Hey, return Pretty much the, the same. Uh, a great signing, a very needed signing. One, I just like the, um, the relationship that him and Kyle have. I was looking out there in the chat and um, Tony's out there. What's up, Tony? And he actually had been clamoring for Alex Mack for a really, really, really long time. So I'm glad that we could do that for him. Yeah, man. (laughs) Shout out to Tony Tone, the GM for every 49ers group out there. Tony is the resident GM. He's Mm -hmm. a GM on everybody's show. He just understands how the game works. Tony was definitely screaming for Alec Mack, along with myself. I kept saying this was a guy you had to get signed. You needed to replace that center position. And we all know you start with the center position. Everything's going to kind of work in a place. I will Mm -hmm. say this. Watch Mike McGlinchey ball out. A, contract season. Mm -hmm. B, he's going to have somebody to call out these assignments for him. I hope, so I, 
Yeah, I'm 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 gonna say it's going to happen because he wasn't as bad in 2019 as he was in 2020, right? And so if you, I'd say that Alex Mack, even older, is ten times better than Rich Bird. So with that being said, I think Alex Mack's gonna come in here, get this offensive line whipped into shape. You'll see a leadership role taken by Trent Williams. A lot of people question his leadership, and I'm like, hold up, dude, dude just got here to an unfamiliar. The room of people like he, he didn't know anybody like give him a second he's not joe staley joe staley been here for 35 years trent Williams was here for one give him some time people will start trusting him understanding him getting to know him i think trent will be the leader in that offensive line room um so we got alex mack we have another guy named trent so the 49ers like to double up on names we got a couple of kyles a couple of trents right and so we have this other dude named trent sherfield talk about him yeah, Trent Sherfield from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, basically, so he's going to be your special teams impact player. I mean, I think all the Arizona fans saying on Twitter, oh, this guy, he made some plays for us on special teams. He was excellent there. So we could definitely use him there. And we can give him a shot at wide receiver. You know, we need all the depth we can get now that, you know, we've lost Kendrick Bourne and we don't uh, – that's kind of an unstable – unstable area for us right now so yeah just give this guy a shot see how it turns out now andy mentioned special teams peachy what does this mean for richie james who wins this position punt returner kick returner do you think it's going to be sheffield sheffield or do you think richie james is still going to have a job I hope that Sherfield is going to be on special teams and they're just going to put Richie James at receiver. That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. You just said, I, I think you said something. Say that one more time. I like what you said. I said that I hope that they're going to put Sherfield on special teams and put Richie James at receiver. At I, think I think it's time. I think I think Richie Please James do. deserves a little bit of bump in the offensive system. What do you think, Annie? I'm hoping this is the year for Ayuk to be our punt returner. I, I was calling for it last year. I don't want to be scared. Uh-huh. Man, I think we're scared, but don't we want to see like our punt returns are so boring? It's oh my gosh. Oh, I agree. But this ain't the year for Ayuk to be doing that shit. This is a sophomore <laughs> year. I don't want usually yeah. you you kind of go into a sophomore slumpish, you know, it's just kind of like the rise of passage in the NFL. Don't you put that boy back there and that uh, punt return kick nothing return. We gotta get someone better than Richie James. I, I'm not saying he's not better. I just don't want him to take on an extra role. I want him on the field at least 15 yeah. of the 16 games. Mm-hmm. Like, at least. So, give it to somebody. Give it to the... What's the other guy? Travis Benjamin or one of those dudes. So I'm not, somebody's not making this team. I, I do know that. And so, this could have, just could just be one of those fill-the-roster, 90-man roster-type moves um, as of right now. Speaking of roster moves, the 49ers, I said this um, on the Nothing But Niners show. They were asked, they asked, what position do you think that the 49ers are going to fill next and i said safety and today even though we're talking about quarterbacks we're going to pay homage to our last week's show which we talked about ding 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 safeties <laughs> i'm bringing safety back yeah right and so we go ahead and we sign a safety tavon wilson and he take us away yeah and when i heard about this signing i'm i was thinking the tarp was going to be completely off the radar i mean this guy he's not going to be your starter i think he only started like 
Ugh, I don't remember how many times, but he's not. He's a, he's a backup in this league. He's going to be a good veteran backup. I thought it was great that they're getting some, getting an older player into that group with young guys like Tarverius Moore to kind of, he's well coached. I mean, he came from, he's been coached by Belichick and Patricia. So I think he's going to bring something that they need in special teams too. So. So we got one safety, we got two safeties, and the boy is back. I'm talking Pop Strawberry Tart is back with a one-year deal. Annie, take us away. Yeah, I was not expecting this because we haven't heard anything about Tart like at all in free agency. So I was thinking he's got to be good as gone. But I love that they're bringing him back on the one-year prove-it deal because that's really all I would want to have Tart back for because I don't want to spend a lot of money on him if he's going to be injured most of the time. But I think now that he's on this prove-it style deal, he's going to try his best, stay healthy, maybe have one of his best seasons yet. You know, it's funny when we talk about uh, players coming back. Uh, it's not funny to talk about them getting injured, but we're talking about him and his injury status. And I feel like Tart has taken over the injury status role that Jimmy Ward used to have, right? And so Ward couldn't stay healthy to save his life. And then it was that that what was that year they signed? Uh, he signed his uh, his fifth year. And they, and they gave him that uh, option and all of a sudden Jimmy Ward balled out and then they gave him an extension, right? And so this could possibly be the same situation for Pop-Tart. Peachy, do you really like this Pop-Tart signing or did you want to kind of like move on at the safety position? Be honest. It's the Nitty Gritty Show. Be honest. Only reason why that I like it is because it's for one year. I'm just Damn. glad that it wasn't like an actual, you know what I'm saying, like a, like a, a longer contract. I can, I can deal with one year. It's probably not for much. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was for, but I don't think it's for much, and that's that's fine with me. Yeah, they, they didn't say the, uh, the the figures yet, so we don't right. know necessarily what it was for. It's probably going to be like a $2 million, $3 million, I don't know, something something less. The 49ers have $8 million in cap space at this moment without the signing of him, without mm-hmm. his numbers in there, so we'll, we'll figure out. It might not even hurt the cap, actually, at all. We'll, we'll find out real soon. Um, so uh, my thoughts on Pop-Tart, um, I love the one-year prove-it deal. Mm-hmm. I love it when a guy has to bet on himself. And I mm-hmm. think when players have to bet on themselves, they typically show up and show out, right? Because they want to let you know and the world know that I told you they could do it. Now, if he would have just did this stuff in the first place, he wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, but injuries, we can't. We got to factor in injuries, guys. Like, we, we can't. Injuries happen. This is a 100% injury sport, right? So people get injured. Um, you know, but my thing with Tart is, you know, you played seven games last year. Tart has only played. Can you guys guess how many seasons Tart has played 15 games? Let's go with Peachy first and then Annie. I see her brain thinking. Can you guess how many seasons? I want to say one, two, not many. So you're saying what? One or two? (laughs) I'm going to go with one. I'm probably wrong, but I'm trying to remember. I want to go one, two. I mean, I feel like... (laughs) Are you going one or two or one, two? Like, which one are you doing? One. I don't right. remember the season where he's stayed healthy that long. Jaquiski Tart has played 15 games twice. Okay. His rookie season and his sophomore season. After that, injury, 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 injury. I think he had one 12-game season. Then it was like seven 
six, whatever. I, all I know is this is the year he's going to play 16 games. I said it. 16. You're going to get 16 out of Tart <laughs> plus the playoffs. Yeah, I said that again, too. We're talking playoffs. All right? You're going to get 16 plus the playoffs. And you got any more news for us, or is that it in the Niner world? Um, did we cover DJ Jones last week? I, we did no. not cover DJ Jones. So go ahead yeah. and talk about DJ Jones. One-year deal. I mean, yeah, one-year deal for DJ Jones. I think it was $3.5 million, $2.25 million at signing, $3.25 guaranteed. And, uh, oh, I like this. He has this little incentive of every game that he's on the active roster, he gets two hundred fifty k. So I like that. May giving him, yeah, it's the same thing, betting on yourself, like you just said. So expect that same language in Jaquiski. <laughs> hey man, you play a game, we're gonna give you 400,000. He's gonna be like, What? I'm gonna play through all the injuries this year, mm -hmm. all right? <laughs> and so just expect it. That's funny, um, that you said that because he has that, you know you know bonus in his contract hey man you do this this incentive you can get this hey man i'm happy dj jones is back peachy you happy that the big guy's back there to clog up that middle not only does he clog up the run but he gets to the quarterback so you got to be happy right i am very very happy i'm happy about everything the 49ers have done they have brought back so many people that i did not expect them to be able to bring back and i am very very happy that we we're able to do that because we haven't made very many changes to the roster. And I think that that's, that's the best way to go about it. Keep everybody familiar with one another. Everyone already, you know, already knows the playbook. Like everybody knows everything. And I love that. I just love that. I think um, that's the way that you compete. That's the way that you go to the playoffs. And that's the way you go to the bowl. I agree. That's okay. the way you get to the bowl. That's the way you win the damn bowl, too. That's right. Rotation. That's the way you win the bowl. Yeah. Rotation right now. Before we get started about these quarterbacks, we definitely want to talk about the quarterbacks for in our system that we currently have on the roster. Um, we know the ones that aren't coming back, but we forgot to mention a safety last week. All right. And so I just want to bring him up. My man, Teron, reminded me. He's like, yo, I forgot we had this dude. You know, I forgot, too, because we signed him in the offseason to the uh, I want to say it was the practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Obi Melifanwu is a safety for the 49ers. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that we signed a kid kid from UConn. Matter of fact, UConn Husky. I can't believe he lost in the first round to Maryland. Anyway, uh, that's NCAA. <laughs> If you guys did the NCAA bracket, I hope you did Gonzaga lose today. I'm sorry. No, no, Gonzaga Jesus. won. Thank you, God. Man, they were losing. Yeah, I was like, Gonzaga wait won. a minute. All right, Hold sorry, on. wrong show, wrong show, wrong show. All right, and so you got, you got, oh, you got Melifonu back there. His brother is coming out here in the draft. We talked about him as a cornerback, right? And so, um, he's mm -hmm. also a safety, big guy. This is why Annie. I didn't think we were going to re-sign Tart. <laughs> because mm -hmm. they are the same status, stature, you name it. They have the same build, same play, same style. And so I was like, Tart's probably not going to be back, especially if a team offers him a lot of money. But, hey, he's back for a one-year deal. And if you listen to the presser, Tart specifically said, look, Kyle Shanahan likes competition. So it's always going to be competition. No one's starting anywhere. Because they asked him, was he going to be starting or blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But he is happy to be back. And the, the main thing about signing Tart is the fact that him and Jimmy Ward are freaking inseparable, right? Mm -hmm. And so you take one away, it's like you took away one of their, like a weakness, like a piece of them is missing. When they're on the field together, though, 
They're like dynamite. They're like Batman and Robin. No, they're not the biggest playmakers, but they definitely don't get BD and they don't give up. They, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they can test passes. They might not get you a lot of interceptions, but they break up a lot of balls. Pause. And so with that, I think those two healthy is going to give the 49ers something that they needed. Uh, and then, of course, now they're going to have some depth to rotate there at the safety position. Now, let's talk quarterbacks, guys. The longest yard. Really quick, which one of these guys throws the longest football? I just, I'm just curious. Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Rosen, or Josh Johnson? Let's see what they say out here in the chat. We've been neglecting the people. My peoples! Yeah, my what's people. that? What's that, people? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We've been doing the show, and what had happened was we were just talking and stuff like that. Like my man Symmetry, you see, I did not have these Bruins winning. That I, I, I'm sorry. All right, and so who throws the longest yard? Who do you think, Jimmy, Rosen, Johnson? Now they're gonna start talking in a second. So let's go with uh, Annie first, and then we'll go with PG, and then I'll give you my guess. I'd say Rosen 100. percent Yeah, 100%. Rosen's arm. He has. A great arm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Peachy, you too? Rosen, yeah. I've seen Jimmy throw some nice deep passes. You know what I'm saying? They they not they not as pretty. Um, but sometimes they get down the field. <laughs> Look, symmetry says depends on the win. <laughs> and, and so I've seen some nice deep passes. Matter of fact, I'm can can, can we keep it a hundred? That bomb. In the Super Bowl, that went over. Uh, um, you didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> because I, I, I just want to say that that was a nice pass. I think, had he not been pressured in the face piece, that might have been a completion. I know people saying Sanders could have ran faster. No, he couldn't. He'd been running fast all game. Captain got speed like that. And, and and so that was a, that was like his best deep ball, even though it was incomplete. I, I didn't know Jimmy could throw that far. The question is, will he attempt more longest longer passes in 2021? Because Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, right? Like we're not gonna, he's the quarterback, right? Right, Peachy, he's quarterback. <laughs> Just, I'm at, it's a question. You can, yay nay. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I know everybody in the chat's going to be mad or whatever, but I just do not think so because there's no being brought up yet. There's no, I mean, there's nothing. And to me, I just don't think so. It's just my opinion. I just do not think so. Yeah, not, not not everybody in the chat's going to be. Just, just the Jimmy stance. Uh, <laughs> same question to you. I, I Like, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be our starter. Yeah. Just simple as that. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to work out. And if we draft a rookie, unless we trade up for one of those like top three guys, I think we're going to have to develop one of the other rookies. So I can't wait to find out who are your top three. We have the top five, but I can't wait to hear who your top three quarterbacks are from PG and from Annie. Now, we got the top five. We're going to go top five, but then, you know, that top five ain't my top three. I just want to put that out there. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. And so we have Jimmy Garoppolo, who definitely had a great 2019 season, right? He, like, it, 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 was, it was great. Like, he was... His season was so good in 2019 that in 2020, he was projected to be so much greater and be MVP of the league, and the, at least in the running for MVP. And then, you know, the good old NFC West stood up, right? And so mm -hmm. he was probably like the worst quarterback in the NFC West, worse than Jared Goff, 
And with that being said, Jimmy kind of like took a decline, got injured. Now the 49ers picked up Josh Rosen via trade. Now let's talk about how they picked him up, right? And so when they traded with the Cardinals, they needed a guy, if I'm not mistaken, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. They needed a guy to fulfill their practice squad. So to get a guy off the COVID list to come up in here. And that COVID list recipient happened to be Josh Rosen. Then the 49ers went and signed him. And so Josh Rosen is now the backup quarterback. C.J. Beathard is out. He's a free agent. Nick Mullins is a free agent. The 49ers decided to, I don't know, it's weird, right? Are they moving on from Nick Mullins or are they just trying to see if he gets healthy? I, I don't understand that. I have no idea either. I mean, I hope they're moving on from him, but it seems like they're kind of, I forget what move they made. They did something related to Nick Mullins, but yeah, I can see them hanging on to him for a little while longer as like a third string, but. Right. It was weird though, right? It was like, Mm -hmm. um, Nick is hurt. He doesn't have to go through surgery, but we're not resigning him, but we're going to put him in a plastic bag or something and keep him. You know, like, it, it's weird. It's it's a weird Nick Mullins thing. I'm not sure what they're doing, but I think the 49ers want to keep him because he knows the system. He sort of kind of somewhat knows the system, right? So it's a guy you kind of want to hope that's if he's lingering around, you can kind of bring him back uh, to the system, I think. I mean, because he can get you, he can get you two, he can get you two wins a year. I, I would say Nick can get you two. Now there's some rumors out there. There's Joe Flacco rumors out there. There's Deshaun Watson rumors still out there. We're going to put that one on the back burner. Let's talk about Flacco for a minute, right? So I post, I posted a tweet and said, <laughs> you want to talk about Flack, Peachy? Let me tell you something. I don't think nobody, I lose more followers a day than you. I, let, let me tell you, I put, I said, if I'm the 49ers, I would cut Jimmy, sign Flacco, and sign Kyle Fuller. Now, the biggest thing in that whole deal is Kyle Fuller, right? Can you agree to that, ladies? Kyle Fuller would yeah. be the best. Right. That's all I cared about. And so in the meantime, right, I cut Jimmy. I get 20-something million dollars. I sign Kyle Fuller to whatever his deal is. He won't cost the $20 because they cut him, so he's a free agent. You could sign him for a dollar, right? And you get a quarterback that can probably bridge you into a guy that you can draft. And you say about week five, he'll be ready to go. Like week five after that, you know, quarter of the season. And so that was my theory. You want to talk about getting shot down, man. I took shotgun bullets to the chat. He was like, I'm glad you're not the GM. You would suck as the GM. I'd have made you the GM. I'm like, well, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, all I'm saying is, Flacco could throw the ball deep. I'm sure he could throw those same short route passes. And he got an offensive line. And so because he has an offensive line, why not do that? Get some money back from Jimmy. Sign Kyle Fuller. Now we're addressing a piece on the defense. We get two lockdown cornerbacks with a pass rush. How, how many points they scoring? Go get me Trent Dilfer for all I care. You know what I'm saying? So that was my theory behind it. But of course, you know, I, I took I took the blunt. I just want to know your thoughts. Was I too crazy for saying that? Or, you know, you could tell me if I'm crazy. Kyle Fuller went to the Broncos. Did he? I didn't hear yes. that. Yeah. All right. Well, well, this was before that. Right. Obviously. Right. The tweet was over. Yeah. Right. Was that a crazy thing that I was thinking? What do you, what do you think? You want to go first, BG? You can go ahead. Okay. 
Well, basically, I mean, I feel like the whole reason they brought Flacco in, he worked with Rich Scandarello Scang- in Denver. He was his offensive coordinator. So obviously there's like some connection there. Joe Flacco knows the Shanahan system and Shanahan, Tom Pelissero even said that Shanahan has always seen Flacco as a good fit for his offense. So there's got to be something going on there that they they feel like he could have been a, a solid backup. I mean, I don't know. I I don't really want to go into a season with Joe Flacco as my backup. I, I think we could have – I would rather have Trubisky as my backup, even though that ship sailed. But uh, that's about it. I don't know how comfortable I would feel going into a season having Joe Flacco as the bridge quarterback, having him starting a game. I just, I don't know if I could sit through that, but you make some good points. I mean, I definitely feel like we could muster up a couple of wins, but I hope that, and obviously they didn't get a deal done, so they must have something else in mind. That's true. That's true. True. Peachy and uh, Miss Cynthia. Yes, you were right. He was plucked off the Tampa Bay's practice squad and then put on ours. You are 100% correct. He was drafted by the Cardinals, though. My bad. Go ahead, Peachy. I just want to say that I know what everybody says about Flacco, and I get that I wouldn't exactly be, like, jumping up and down to have him as our starting quarterback either. But I could see him coming in as just like some kind of, I don't know, one, I know that he would be a great mentor to whoever we bring in. I will say that this dude has won a Super Bowl. I mean, so in and had one of the most outstanding playoff runs. For some reason, when he gets the playoffs, he just turns that stuff hey, on. Hey, Peachy. So, yeah. Peachy. Sorry. He beat our asses. Okay, Cole, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> But he he may not be the same quarterback. I would just tell you that he that that he's mentally strong and he can read a defense. And he I mean, there there are a lot of qualities that Flacco has now. Would I be over the moon to have him as our starter? No, uh, not this Flacco. But I will say that he would definitely be an asset to mentoring to any young quarterbacks like if we were to draft a quarterback if we were to do you know i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be that messed up with it to be honest with you i really wouldn't and speaking of free agent quarterbacks here's a list now y'all might need glasses to read it so i'll read them out to you because my eyes are pretty good right and so alex smith chase daniel aj mccarran colt mccoy rg3 matt barkley Nate Sutterfield, Joe Flacco, Ryan Griffin, Josh McNown is 42 years old and still a backup quarterback. Jesus Christmas. All right. Uh, Geno Smith, Blaine, hell no. Jameis Winston, who I think is working on, a, I think he's working on a deal with new with the Saints, right? If I'm not mistaken. Brian Hoyer, hell no. Blake Porter, what the hell? There's a whole bunch of hell no's on this list. Uh, Brett Hundley, he was he, they, they used to play for the Packers. I didn't even know he went to the Cardinals. Sean Mannion, CJ Beathard. I bring back Beathard and Nick Mullins before I bring back Blake Gab, Blaine Gabbard and those guys. Uh Jake Ruddock. Um, is that my dude from Michigan? Is that who that is? Uh Joshua Dobbs, Kurt Ben Kurt, and Joe Webb. And so Glenn Pickens. off this list. <laughs> 
off this current list, you have to sign one of these quarterbacks, right, to compete for the third string spot off of this list. And so we're going to start with Annie first, and then you're going to tell us why, and then Peachy. I'll leave the list up here so you can get your magnifying glass out so you can read it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want to go Alex Smith. I mean, there's a lot of guys on here I don't know much about, but there's no one. Yeah, the backup quarterback market isn't very, uh, very good right now. But I would say Alex Smith would be the one on this list. But they don't even know if he's playing next year. I mean, we'd all like to see Alex Smith back because he was a 49er, and so he would be my guy. All right, Alex Smith and PG, the list is there for you. Who would you pick? I would have to agree with Alex. The only thing that I will say about Josh McCown, I know he's 42, but him coming in to be like a relief, I mean, I wouldn't be that I wouldn't be that torn up about it. I mean, you know, he's he's also very, very smart can read a defense I mean you know what I'm saying like it's not just that but I if I had to choose somebody besides Alex since Andy went with Alex then I would go with Josh McCown. so that means I have to pick right that's right all right let me see let me think am I am I okay am I wrong for uh, okay I had a person in mind thinking about changing him but go give me AJ McCarron like why, why not him you know, I felt like he had some success in the NFL at one point. Cincinnati Bingo took over the starting job at one point, ended up going to a different team. And I just feel like you want veteranship in that room. You don't want a bunch of people that have never played the sport and, you know, just starting to play the sport. You're probably going to draft a rookie as well. And so with Josh Johnson being on there and then you're going to probably draft a guy. I would bring in, you know, another guy that could compete for the backup role, not your third string role, but a guy that could come in and show Josh Rosen, hey, you don't belong in this league. I'm going to show you why. I'm a vet. And so I would love that. I want to see, you know, championship breaded right here in the system. So go get me A.J. McCarron. I feel like he could do what Jimmy Garoppolo does, honestly. He's not as good as Jimmy, but I feel like if Jimmy was to go down for anything, I feel like that's the guy you want to kind of come in and, like, fill in what Jimmy was doing. Short passes, dump outs. He can kind of scramble, get outside the pocket, whatever. Don't know about his deep throw. Don't really care about it because we got yak guys, right? And so I think A.J. McCarron would be a good guy. Um, Plus, he has some veteranship under his belt. Not as veteran as Josh McNown or Alex Smith, but he had, don't you talk about Colt McCoy. We will not talk about, I don't want to see any 49er that was a 49er. I don't want to see them. But man, Teron said he's taking Joshua Dobbs. Look, there's some guys on that list, but I ain't taking none of them. All right. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, I would say, I would say about AJ, I will give you this. I was thinking about saying AJ because the thing that people got to understand is AJ was in Cincinnati. That team right there, we all know how busted the Bengals have been. And no one knows how AJ might do in a Shanahan offense compared to, you know, being in Cincinnati. And actually, Breezy, that's really not a bad idea. AJ, I I think AJ would would make a pretty good. (laughs) See, this is how people get shot, Vince. (laughs) 
you say stuff like this, man. And so, man, make sure you got the, make sure you got you make sure you load it. He does have a noodle arm, but so does Jimmy. And I said he's the perfect Jimmy. He's the perfect replace. If Jimmy goes out, AJ can come in and do. I think the same thing. You got to worry about him throwing deep and all that, all that type of stuff. All right. I can't with Vince, right? <laughs> this is they keep they keep it nitty gritty in the chat. Go ahead, Annie. I just have to say, I mean. I want to give Josh Rosen a solid chance. I mean, he has a cannon of an arm. I know that he had all these attitude problems. He couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Just not a good character in the locker room. But why would he re-sign him if he was really that much of a problem? I mean, we did re-sign him. I'm excited to see what he brings. I mean, maybe some competition even to Jimmy. So, you know, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know about the Josh Rosen locker room woes. Mm-hmm. But I think being in a new environment and seeing a, a, a better culture and how it's supposed to be made like in, within that locker room, I think that's allowing him to grow and, and mature. And so I kind I'm kind of with you though. Kind of I kind of want to see what Rosen can do. I mean, it was a if if Rosen does manifest to anything, it's a bonus for the 49ers, right? It's a win. And if he doesn't, it's a win because they got him for, you know, a bag of hot fries, right? You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really, you know, matter. But I, I'm with you. I would like to see if he can come in. But it's going to be competition. When they get into that, into those, you know, the, the practices and, and training camp and all those different types, it's going to be some type of competition. And I'm excited to see competition. The only thing is, if Jimmy doesn't have great competition, I expect Jimmy to be the same Jimmy Garoppolo. We need yeah, better competition. Somebody to push him. Right. Exactly. And that's the issue. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the issue with me. Um, and so, uh, you know, Sin's asking, is money the reason? I think he's just going to go home. Like, isn't he from the Philadelphia area? I think they're going to make him an offer. And I think that's probably mm-hmm. where he's going to end up ending out his career. Could be money. You know, could be money, could be money. Um, yes, uh, Callie says R.I.P. to the legend Elgin yeah. Baylor. Um, yes, definitely R.I.P. Our prayers go out mm-hmm. to the Baylor family um, on their on their loss. Very, very, very sorry. The ice man, ice, ice baby. All right, and so uh, let's keep it going. We got a couple of more things to get to you. Let's talk about these rookies now. Before we get into the rookies, we talked a little bit. We did a poll. And the poll was simply this. I don't word the questions the way you want them to be worded. I just want to put that out there. I kind of leave them open-ended just to make you think a little bit, just a little bit, you know? If I if I tell you exactly the answer I want, then this was the point of asking you the question. So I said, top four quarterbacks are gone. Who would you draft in the 2021 draft? I didn't say who you would draft in the first round. I didn't say who, like, so you should have saw some of the comments. I'm like, I don't like these quarterback choices. Okay, <laughs> but the, the good ones are gone. And so these are the ones we're going to choose from. I got you. It, I didn't like them either. My point is, it was Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Now, I had to put Davis Mills in there. Just because his pro day is blowing up. And speaking of his pro day, I have him doing a little bit, a few throws. So let's let's go ahead and, and, and check him out. 
Keep an eye on how smooth Davis Mills is. Like th that's the word I would use if you're going to try and do a quick brief scouting report on him. Everything is crisp and really smooth. You don't see weight. Everything is crisp and really smooth. You saw a Jimmy Garoppolo throw right there, right over the middle of the field. Those are the players that we like to throw to. Those are the type of players that we got. Now, the votes voted for Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Who? Matt, y'all don't remember the Mike Jones song? All right. Mac Jones, right? And so... I want to get y'all thoughts on this. We're going to talk about these players really quick. We're going to get up there. So speaking of Mac Jones, let's start with Mac Jones. Whoever had Mac Jones, go ahead and talk a little bit about Mr. Mac. All right. Mac Jones out of Alabama, 6'2 and a half, 217 pounds. He's a bit of a slender thrower, but he's, uh, he, he's a clear leader and he's a very smart player. He understands and goes through his progressions really well. He also has a clear understanding of object reads that involve run pass options, as well as multiple level progressions. He's also very well seasoned with verbiage. So he's quick to learn. He has average arm strength, but he's an underrated deep passer that's able to layer the ball into adequate spots. He also is a great thrower with anticipation. He's well above average with about to be open throws where he releases the ball while estimating where targets are going to be. They said that uh, when when um, he was at Bama, he took over for Tua and uh, just impressed so much with his uh, career at Bama and everything. So I think that that um, him being in like a quick, a quick rhythm type offense, kind of like 49ers, for some reason, the more that I read uh, read on him and uh, watched some of the film on him today, I actually I I can understand why why Kyle would have some interest in in Mac Jones. I really do. My only issues with Mac Jones is he's a freaking sitting duck. Like he don't move. He doesn't move around. Doesn't, exactly. He has. Yeah. He has the inability to like scramble, get outside, do whatever it is he needs to do. But he uh, he can get that ball out quick. That is mm -hmm. something that Kyle Shanahan likes. Definitely yep. good. Let's go to number four, Trey Lance, North Dakota. <laughs> okay, Trey Lance, 6'3", 221, pretty big guy. His his arm is so powerful, and that's one of the most special things about him his arm he has a powerful arm his deep ball is so precise he's mobile he is the true dual threat quarterback and that's why i think he, our fan base loves him so much and we we've because you know we have a realistic shot at getting trey lance he's this dual threat guy and um yeah he's accurate but he just he lacks experience i mean he's only had what 17 college starts so if you get trey lance it's like he's not going to be ready to start right away you're looking at maybe like a full year of development so i think um that part would be kind of hard but i mean he has this sky high potential it's just uh you just got to hope that his transition from college to the pros goes well but other than that i mean his arm is definitely nfl ready man look i don't care if this dude had one start I think he's ready to play in the NFL. I know that's my guy. I know I've been screaming Trey Lance from day one, right? But no, you 
You guys, I know he doesn't make all the throws all the time. Not any no quarterback does. But like when the play breaks down, I'm just tired of watching us get ran on. And then when our quarterback drops back, we just get set. I think that's what it is. I, I think at this point, give me a guy that can run over somebody. I've watched Trey Lance 6'3 frame, like truck a person in college, right? And so he 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 gets down to the goal line. He can do that. Now we don't want him doing that all the time, but he can make those big long throws, right? We've seen him to who all right. Who the hell played for North Dakota State? My point exactly. And so if he's throwing to nobodies and he's putting up numbers, can you imagine if he's throwing to Brandon Ayuk, yeah. Debo Samuel, Devontae Smith? <laughs> can, can you imagine if he's throwing to George Kittle? Shit, Kyle Juszczyk. The, the running backs. Can you imagine, like, just having an extra option uh, option at the quarterback position to do those things. And if all else fails, I hate to say it, but you're looking at the next Russell Wilson. Like, I, I, I really think that's who he kind of, like, imitates when it comes to, to, to NFL-style football. You're 100% correct, Andy. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of experience. Not that it's Davis Mills. He has 11 pro starts. But I will say this. I think he's going to light somebody up in the NFL, whether it's week one or week 21. Like, he's going to have a good time, and he's going to transition well. Speaking of transition well quarterbacks, I got to talk about this guy. Now, I, I'm just the Ohio State thing. I don't know how. How did he become three? Why, why couldn't he be two? All right, and so I'm going to talk about Justin Fields. Look, I'm not going to say there's nothing bad I can say about Justin Fields other than the fact that he holds on to the damn ball too long. I don't I that doesn't resonate right with me in my spirit because we have a quarterback that kind of does that already. But but this guy can extend plays and make plays happen as well. And so, like, he's like that Kyler Murray-ish type of, of quarterback. He can make all the throws, right? He can throw on the run accurate. And so Justin Fields is going to be a problem in the NFL. As a matter of fact, he hasn't had his pro day yet, but let's take a look at one of his practices on the fourth. What you got? Say it one more time. What you got, Jay? Justin Fields is saying by his pro day, he's going to run in the four threes. If he runs in the four threes, I don't give a who's on the board. I'm trading this year's first round pick, next year's first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick. I'm getting this guy, and I'm going to have him as my quarterback, whether he starts week one or week, you know, next year. If Jimmy's still on the board, fine. But but we can we have out next year with Jimmy as well. I'm getting this kid. If this kid is running that fast, his confidence is on another level. I'm telling you, he's a problem. Don't hand me that Ohio State quarterback crap. Look, I don't care about that. That's a myth. We, they just haven't been good in the NFL coming out of Ohio State. This kid's different. This kid is different. I will leave it at that. All right, I'm going to leave it at that. Let's go to number three. Number two. Bam. See, you were saying that Trey Lance is your Russell Wilson comparison. I think that Zach Wilson is my 
that's a Wilson comparison, the two Wilsons. He's 6'3", 210, and it's just, he has this amazing arm and accuracy. And when you pair it with his, with his athleticism, I mean, he does those crazy, you know, cross the body, throw in the run type plays. It's just, um, it's amazing to see. And that's why people, I mean, they're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. So if that's happening, you know, so obviously something special is going on there. He's a dangerous runner. And so he can fit the balls in those tight windows. His arm is so strong, but he doesn't like, he doesn't give it that extra velocity. He just throws it just right. So that they're very catchable balls. I mean, the only knock on him, I guess, is that people are concerned about the competition he's faced um, as the BYU quarterback, which I don't know. I wouldn't like read too much into that. I, I think he's NFL ready just from what I've seen. I mean, he looks like he's going to just potential off the charts. So I actually have him as the best quarterback in the draft. All right. Really? So I have, I have him as the best quarterback. I feel like he should go number one to whoever that team is. That's just me personally. But hey, um, you did talk about his competition, so I can understand that. But there's another quarterback I remember from school called BYU. We won't talk about him. All right. Let's talk about the number one guy that's on the board. Mr. Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Sunshine himself. We call him Sunshine because if you guys have ever Sunshine. seen Remember the Night, yes, 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 yes. And so you got Sunshine all the way from South Carolina, wherever Clemson is. <laughs> talk about him. Ooh, Mr. Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, 6'6", 220. The Clipson quarterback is among the most exceptional talents at the quarterback position to ever enter the NFL. This is a write-up that I saw on almost everyone that, <laughs> that I um, observed while trying to put this together. He just blends physical gifts with exceptional football IQ, leadership traits and intangibles that make him the type of talent that would easily be number one. Of course, he's, he's accurate. He's also mobile, which is also important. Will pretty much fit into anyone's scheme. Um, I was trying to find something that I was trying to think of that was, was bad to say about him. And I couldn't Everything that I wrote, I couldn't. Maybe you guys have something that may be a weakness, but I couldn't find a weakness, which is really crazy, which is why he's slated to go to Jacksonville, which he's going to do. Of course, everyone knows he's going to Jacksonville, but it, he's the best prospect to come out in ever. Um, some people say ever. Some people say um, in, in over a decade. Some people, you know, I mean, it just depends on your forte or whatever but I did look around to try to see I watched a lot of his film of course um, and I just I was impressed I mean the dude he's really good he's so good it's, for the wreck it's, 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 he's <laughs> Mr. Perfect else, right? <laughs> he, he's Mr. Perfect he's the guy that can spit out the gum and slap it you know and never miss like if you guys know who Mr. Perfect is WWF wrestler right he's Mr. Perfect man he, he he hopefully he lights up the league. He is going to Jacksonville, so if they could protect him or whatnot and do the things that they need to do, he's probably going to have. It's it's amazing how how we say that some guys can come into the NFL and start right away, and then some guys can't. So like the, I feel like these five quarterbacks can all be starters like day one. At, at least that's what I think because the systems kind of cater to the quarterbacks now, opposed to the quarterbacks 
catering to the system, right? And so you shrink their playbook, you you get their physical uh, traits, and you kind of build around them, and it infuse the stuff that you want them to do. And so yes, it's a growing curve and a growing pain or whatnot. But I mean, look at the like I didn't think um, who went number one last year, Joe Burr. I didn't think Joe Burr. I don't know if he went one, but I didn't think Joe Burr was going to manifest it to this great quarterback. Right, I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to manifest into a great quarterback, and they might not have had a bunch of wins, but God, they look good on the football field, right? And so, Joe Burrow was looking good without an offensive line. Can you imagine what he's going to do if he comes back mentally from that ugh, that injury? Like, I can't. So, I think these guys coming out of college are just a little bit more ready than what we think. Um, I know some have traits that you know. I get where we're going with it, but I think any one of these five guys, including Mac Jones, can probably go to a team and start. I think Mac Jones, I don't think he's better than Tua, but I don't think Tua's given the right opportunities because I think Miami's looking to draft a quarterback. I hate to say it. I feel like they're going to get another quarterback somewhere down the line or whatever like that. And so that's what we have. And so look, you got your quarterback situation. Now, I did see something in the chat, and I, I'm not going to scroll all the way back through, but people were thinking, again, that we're bashing Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 no. We all said that Jimmy Garoppolo, except for PG, is going to be the starter in 2021, right? But not once did we say he was bad or bashed him or whatever like that. We're just saying, hey, we need a backup situation. And so which one of these guys can come in and be a backup? Because we don't even know if Jimmy's going to be healthy and ready to start week one, right? And he is the quarterback as of right now. But I tell you right now, I know Annie, I know Peachy. And if there's a guy that's better out there that's available, I can see John Lynch trying to pull the trigger. And that's all we've been hearing about in the offseason. So you can't fault us for talking about it. Jimmy Garoppolo's not trash, but he's not the greatest quarterback of all time either. All right, and so that's where we kind of like stand with that. Jimmy's good, but let's see what Jimmy can do coming back off injury. Let's go final thoughts around the room, Annie, Peachy, and then we'll get up out of here, y'all. Yeah, same thing that you were saying. Jimmy's good, but just because, you know, it's not certain he's going to be our starter. There's no absolute certainty he's our starter next year, no matter how many times John Lynch says it. Until it happens, it's a real possibility that we could draft someone or pick someone up, so why not talk about it? And then also... I mean, we're playing the Jags next year, so I can't wait to see Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's going to be Trevor Lawrence versus one of these quarterbacks. Which one yeah. is it going to be? Oh. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, she's stuck with Jimmy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, PC, final thoughts. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, thank you. All of you guys, uh, John B, thank you for listening in your ear during um, during the Cavs game that you're at. We really do appreciate that <laughs> for for doing that. Um, also, I can't the Cavs beat the Celtics the other I, night. Man. I just want to say, look, I don't hate Jimmy, and I'm tired of having to say this. I just want to win. It's my opinion that he will not be on the 49ers. I could be wrong. It's possible that I am. But I do not think that Jimmy is trash. None of us think that Jimmy is trash. We just want what's best for our team. And we want someone who is healthy that is going to be able to lead 
our team to victory. So that is pretty much what we want. So thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it a lot. Look, I agree with everybody. I Jimmy's here. He's the quarterback as of right now. I'm trying to convince myself that he's going to be the quarterback of the future. And that might be a question that you want to ask yourself. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the quarterback for the 49ers of the future? He is of right now, but what about the future? And we're always thinking about the future, right? And so that's where it comes into play. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is he going to give us 16 games a season? When the last time Jimmy Garoppolo gave 16 games a season? How about never? And so with that, you know, you have to factor in these things. Can he do things well? Absolutely. Does he do Does he do things not well? Absolutely. And so that's what quarterbacks do. At some point, though, the 49ers are going to have to make a decision because Jimmy costs his money, right? And so we're talking about money. Oh, we don't got money to do this. Oh, we can't get this because he's taking up a lot of the money. And so with that being said, I think something either they're all in with him this season don't forget they have an out next season so they can just be playing a game and they're probably sitting back waiting to see what happens in houston and with that being said we're gonna get up out of here ladies and gentlemen thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of nitty gritty niners i'm your host breezy annie peachy we out y'all hey stay up stay faithful you hear peace they did it y'all know that sound nobody believed but us you know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot. Reppin' Niners in they city. Take one, take two. Take that like Diddy. Oh. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that Niners talk. Niners talk, nitty greedy, this that Niners talk.